This is Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast with me, Sarah Maloof. Join me as I chat with fitness gurus, business owners, wellness experts, and other inspiring individuals as together we dive into what it means to live well. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Wellbeing Well Said. This is a different episode than normal because it is a solo episode. I think it's just my second one ever. And I'm doing this in honor of, or I guess you could say to celebrate my 30th birthday. I turned 30. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, I turn 30 tomorrow, April 15th. What normally is tax day is my birthday this year. I know it's extended, but it's really funny on that note. My sister's birthdays, one is 4th of July and one is Halloween. And they're always getting to do something super fun on their birthday and mine's tax day, like a day people really despise. But my brother, he doesn't have a a holiday, but still kind of funny that the girls did. But anyway, just a little side note there. I wanted to release this episode just as a reflection of gratitude and excitement. I wanted to partially look back on 30 years of life, maybe some lessons I've learned I got some questions from Instagram I want to address and then looking forward into the next however many years God's going to gift me with here on this earth and goals I hope to accomplish, things I want to do, ways I want to improve, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're new here, my name is Sarah Maloof and I'm married to Matt and we have been married for about two and a half years almost. I'm the oldest of four children. Parents are still married from Memphis, Tennessee, living in Jackson. Mississippi currently. Now I say that because that's a little bit about me, but obviously there's a lot more to me and I want to go back a little bit. And as a reflection, start by saying that when I was growing up, we moved a lot actually for my dad's job. We were moving around with the ultimate goal of getting back to Memphis where my parents are from. So we could be near our family and grandparents while we grew up. I lived by the time I was nine, we had lived in four States and I lived in No, by the time I was eight, we'd lived in four states and nine houses. And, you know, that might sound like why she's saying this, but I wanted to lay that groundwork because I do think that I have become a more adaptable person and that I'm a person who actually enjoys change due to this childhood. Now, my parents have been in the greater Memphis area and a few different homes, but still in that area since, since then, since I was eight. And that is definitely what I call home. But I, I don't know. I just was thinking about this yesterday and about how my whole life I have been someone who's enjoyed change. Now, as I got older, I think I became someone who was a little bit more closed off and wanted control. And now I mostly enjoy controlled change. I'm not a very spontaneous person. And someone actually asked me on Instagram, like I remember, or I asked on Instagram, what is something you would tell yourself you know, your prior self, like your 20 year old self, for example, 10 years ago. And I honestly, this is going to sound weird, but I would say, cherish the moment, be in the present. And now as a 30 year old, I would actually tell myself to be more like my 20 year old self. Now that in some ways, absolutely not with some of my, you know, I was in college, like it was just a different lifestyle. wasn't treating my body very well as far as what my diet and exercise routines, um, you know, I wasn't very responsible or mature or anything like that, but 
I was having so much fun and being so present in the moment. I think back to college and my college friends who might listen to this, who are still my very dear good friends would be able to attest that I really tried to do it all. Like I wanted, I had a goal when I went to college, I was like, I'm going to do everything I can to make this the best, most fulfilled, most fun four years of my entire life. And I did. I loved college. I graduated from Mississippi State, go Bulldogs. And I did everything, honestly can say I did everything I wanted to do. Did the sorority thing, but then also did like one off, I was on Senate and I was actually our junior class president. I was in show choir. Some people might not know that about me. Such a thespian. Love Broadway musicals and all of that. I, I just did a lot. And I'm not saying that to say, oh, look at me. I did all these things. I'm saying that because I was so just living. <laughs> like I was enjoying life. I didn't try to get too bogged down with it. I just wanted to make the best of every moment. And I had a lot of fun. And I think, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who can relate to this. As we grow in life, we mature and we become more responsible. And on one hand, that's very good. But on the other hand, we lose some of our childlike wonder. We, at least I know, I feel like I have to be super structured. I get stressed a lot more easily. I get anxious. I'm very aware of so much going on around me and all the negativity, which of course is good to be aware, but sometimes it's easy to let negativity in the world consume us. And I feel really bogged down. And one thing I've actually been working with my life coach on, I've mentioned this, I work with my friend, Alex Craig. She's the life coach. Shout out to Alex. Love her. And one thing I've realized through our coaching program is that I need to be a little bit more like my prior self. Um, it's good to be responsible and take care of things that need to be taken care of, but it's also good to let loose and have fun and have a little spontaneity in life and go back to some of the childlike wonder things that make me, me. And even going way further back than college, when I was a really little girl, I mean, I was sensitive and emotional, but I was loyal and fierce. I talked to strangers. I love to perform and write and read and speak. And one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast is because I actually found in reflection is that something that I'm, I'm going back to things that I've always enjoyed. I've always enjoyed speaking and writing and connecting with others and making deep connections and trying to be loyal with those in my life. And so I hope that y'all feel that when you hear this, I hope you can sense that I care about the messages I'm bringing into the world. I care about the people who are speaking on the show and their messages. And I care about y'all and I'm so thankful for anyone who would listen. So anyway, that was just a little tangent about kind of what's going on in my mind. I am very excited and ready to be 30. I do get emotional every year around my birthday, not just 30. So I'm sure there will be some more tears. I've already cried some, but there will be more tears to come. Just as I reflect on life, I always feel so incredibly grateful truly with every year I have more to be thankful for. And I always feel so special and loved by my friends and my family and my husband and it overwhelms me and I just cry, but they're good tears. And uh, yeah. And I'm just very, very grateful for all that I've been given. Okay. So a few questions I got from Instagram, someone asked, or someone said, I would love to hear suggestions about staying healthy, both physically and mentally in college. Well, I kind of just touched on that. On one hand, I really can't help you <laughs> because physically I don't, I was not here or mentally here in this headspace where I am as far as the actual like food and diet, health and wellness aspect of life. I definitely ate 
one, two, three, four, five, too many late night Ben cheese fries orders, definitely drank too much beer and did not work out nearly enough. But like I said before, I had so much fun and I think mentally I was in a really good space. I look back on college fondly. I'm thankful to say that I still feel like I did stay true to myself. Like I made really good friends. I, um, I don't have like all these college regrets or anything like that. And I am just very, very grateful for the experience. But as far as actually physical, your physical health and mental well-being, I was not doing therapy or coaching. I was not eating a very balanced lifestyle. I ate a lot of fried food at the Kappa Delta house. <laughs> but um, what I would say now to someone in college is to simply eat as many whole foods as you can, drink as much water as you can, but also don't be too restrictive and that can go, or don't be too extreme. Just try to find balance and moderation in your life. But the second you get too restrictive is when you're going to lose some of the fun of college, which is, you know, the happy hours and the late nights and the sorority houses and our sorority house meals and just everything that comes with it. I would say prioritize your mental health and your spiritual health first. I think that's where it all begins. If you are connected spiritually, for me, I'm a Christian. I've talked about this before. If you stay in prayer and stay in the word and keep your groundings the same, and then you surround yourself with great, fun people who you who make you feel good, who are loyal to you, and then on top of that, you work mentally on yourself. Obviously, you're studying a lot in college, so hopefully your mind stays sharp, but also just with things like maybe prayer and journaling or walks outside or even just long talks with your friends. If you feel good there, I think that in return by eating whole foods and drinking more water and just trying to live in balance, you'll live well enough and you don't need to stress too much about all of the things that will come after college, you know, just enjoy it. Like I know that's I probably didn't really answer that question, but I think again, taking care of your mental, emotional, spiritual health is more important and then eating whole foods, drinking water and living in balance. That's my advice. Um, where would you like to see yourself or the podcast in five to 10 years? Wow. Um, it's crazy to think five to 10 years because Matt and I have been together like exactly five years, almost to the date. So if I were recording this five years ago, I would have never imagined myself being married and living, buying a home and living in Madison, Mississippi, which is where we just bought a suburb of Jackson. I'll have to talk more about that later once we actually close, but it's hard to imagine. And again, this goes, I have goals. I would love to be in the space. I would, I would love to put, continue this podcast. First of all, I hope that I'm still podcasting five to 10 years. That's my plan. I hope to still be connecting on Instagram or whatever platform, social media we have at that point. I would love to be coaching and working one-on-one. I will tell you what does fill me up the absolute most and literally brings me to tears is when someone tells me that I've helped them in any way. So if someone listens to a podcast and they get a good takeaway from it and they shoot me a text saying great episode today, or if someone makes one of my recipes they saw on Instagram and they enjoy it and they tag me on their story, like that is what keeps me going and keeps me motivated. I'm literally obsessed with helping people and feeling the reward of helping people. I know that sounds cheesy and cliche, but basically I would see myself still helping people in some way in this wellness space. I've got some projects I'm working on that I hope come to fruition. 
And more than anything, I hope that people still are telling me, you know, that they're being impacted by the work I'm doing. And I know it's pretty vague, but I want to still be doing this in some form or fashion for real, for, for real. Um, a couple of people asked about my skincare regimen. Thank you. Um, for anyone who complimented my skin, it's funny because we're all, all of our, we are all our own worst critics and I've literally never been like, Oh my gosh, I have amazing skin lately. I will say I do feel like it's improved and this is not sponsored or anything, but I've been using a ton of cocoa kind products. It's an all natural organic line that you can actually buy at whole foods or order online female founded. It is so affordable. Like you can buy, I think my last order was three different products and I, it was under $50. I love the products. I've been using the oil to milk cleanser. I've been using the oil, just the oil cleanser. I have a couple of different of the serums and oils that I like leave on or sleep in the turmeric stick and matcha sticks, the maca beet stick on my lips. I've even started using some of their products as like my day-to-day makeup. Totally recommend Coco Kind. And then on top of that, you know, I love facials from my girl, Lulu Martin. If you're in Memphis, I love Botox. I recommend Mallory Mocros. If you're in Nashville, she's at Skin Farm. I recommend, um, if you're in the Jackson area, Sarah Marie at, um, Face and Body Spa. I think that's what it is over in Flowood. And I can tag these people, but I think just keeping up with skincare. It doesn't have to be too expensive. It really doesn't, but I do think it's good to splurge every now and then on a good facial or a good product that works for you. Everyone's skin is very different, but that is what works for me. And stay tuned because I have episodes coming up with Mallory Mocros and Lulu Martin about skincare. With Lulu, we're going to talk a lot more about facials and topical regimens. And with Mallory, we're talking a lot about Botox filler and different injections and more of the procedure type of things. So stay tuned. Those will be really good. I'm excited about those. Um, is there anything you wish you had done before you were 30? Hmm. I mean, not really. I, I really, I mean, we, I hoped, I wished we were back when we had, Oh my gosh, can I speak? We had hoped to go maybe to Europe or something around this time, but this were pre COVID days you know, but that didn't happen, but it's not like that still can't happen eventually. As far as anything else, I mean, not really. I feel very, very fulfilled. I was actually telling Matt last night when we were on our way to look at our new house, I said, I cannot believe this is my life. Like, I'm so grateful that I get to be married to Matt and that I get to buy this home that I'm so excited about and I love. And we have Lesko, our puppy, and I just feel very grateful. And, um, Yeah. No, I didn't. I actually never wanted kids in my twenties. Everyone is different. I know that. And I'm like obsessed with all my friends, kids. And so excited for my friends who are pregnant in their twenties and everything like that. But for me, that just wasn't something I wanted maybe in my thirties, you know, that's something we'll talk about for sure. But this is just kind of how I saw my life playing out. And I'm very grateful for all the experiences and all the memories what's your biggest takeaway from your 30 years on earth? I think that hmm, this is a really good one. Um, my biggest takeaway is that time will keep going no matter what. Let me kind of explain. It's scary. And it makes me emotional when I sit and think for too long about time because 
it just feels like so not long ago that I was 16 years old at ECS in Memphis going to high school. And even more than that, like even going back when I was young and playing outside as a little girl with my sisters and brother and going on family vacations and all that, it just doesn't feel that long ago. And it really does make me emotional to think about how quickly time goes on, whether we like it or not. And because we don't control time and because we don't control our time on earth, it's just so crucial to make the moment matter, make the moments matter every day. Like tomorrow, my birthday, April 15th of 2021 will never happen again. I will never have a 30th birthday again. And there's something really daunting and scary about that, but there's also something really beautiful in that. And my biggest takeaway is just to know that we are not in control. The moments matter. Try, try, try to be still and enjoy each day as hard as it is. I am preaching to the choir here and just really switch the have to mindset to the get to like, I get to do this. I get to eat this way. I get to live in this home. I get to live in the city. I get to work this job, whatever it is. It's, it's really important. And on one more thing on the same topic, which someone else responded to when they said, what's something they wish they had known in their thirties. I mean, twenties, excuse me. And that is that everyone is going through it in some way or another. No one is perfect. Someone responded and said that something they wish they knew in their twenties was that everyone is insecure. Just like me, no matter who you are, you're insecure somehow. And I don't say that to be negative or a Debbie downer, but like, it's so true. I mean, it's so true. And over these last really over even just the last five years, we have been through a lot. I say we, my, myself and my husband, Matt, like we've been through a lot, a lot with family loss and family challenges. We've been, um, you know, we've moved and we've started over and just like the rest of the world, we've all gone through COVID and there's just been so much. And I'm not, I know there are people out there who have had way greater loss and, um, but it's not to compare loss to loss. I'm just saying, I know everyone's going through something big or small. And when you put it into perspective and you realize that everybody's got something going on, it's almost kind of freeing. Like, this is actually funny. This thought has really integrated my day-to-day thinking. Like we're all having thoughts all the time. Every second of every day, we're thinking something, be it good or bad. And most of the time we're probably thinking about ourselves. And I'm not saying that is a good thing, but like, Last night, for example, I was at Pure Bar. I got there a little bit, or I got there right before class started. So I got the last spot, which was the very front by the instructor. I've only been doing Pure Bar for a month. So obviously I'm insecure and freaking out a little bit because I don't want people looking at me doing the class. I want them looking at the instructor and avoiding me. But then as we started moving and going, I was like, no one cares about me. No one's looking at me. Everyone is checking themselves out in these mirrors. I mean, yes, some for your form to make sure you're doing things right. But a lot of it's just because that's who we are. I mean, when you walk by a mirror, you look at yourself when you feel something or something happens in your life. I think our first instinct is to think about how it affects us. And so anyway, everyone's going through something. And I think if we can start day in and day out, taking a little bit of the focus off of ourselves and onto others in a positive way, not to critique them or to see negative things from the other person, but to listen, to understand and not listen, to respond, or to be able to empathize with people and show empathy in your everyday life, whether or not you agree with the person, or if you can't relate to the person at all, 
I think that we're all going through things mentally, physically, whatever. And if we can step outside of ourselves as much as we can and try to understand others and come alongside others and be there for others, I think that would make a much more beautiful and peaceful world if we all implemented that. Um, what does a typical day look like for you? I mean, I don't even know how to answer that because right now I do work in sales, outside sales. So even just in my job, it's different. Some days I might have admin work all day and some days I might have four or five appointments with clients. So that varies. And then as far as this whole side hustle or whatever you want to call it with the podcast and Instagram and coaching, that's different too. But for the most part, I usually wake up around seven, not a super early morning person, but seven is kind of my sweet spot where I wake up. I let less go out. I make coffee. I tidy up the kitchen. I usually am a morning cleaner. Like I'll get the house kind of looking more in order the, in the morning as opposed to at night. And then I get ready for the day. I work, you know, like I said, the work day changes for me. I usually drink my coffee in the morning, but then actually eat around 10 or 1030, be it a smoothie or a breakfast bowl of some kind. And then I'll do a small late lunch, you know, 130 or two, like a, I say small, not really small, like a loaded salad or a sandwich or whatever I'm craving that day. I usually work out after the work day. So I love long walks with Lesko. We have a little, a loop we walk and that's usually at least a mile and a half between a mile and a half and three miles or so is usually what I'll walk with him if the weather's nice or I do pure bar or like I love Melissa Wood Health yoga. I'm more of a low impact kind of girl as of right now. Those are my go-to workouts. Cook dinner. I do love to cook as you guys know, if anyone's followed me on Instagram or known me for any period of time. And I, then we just chill at home. And then at night is when I'm kind of wrapping up all these things. Like, you know, I'm recording the podcast or I'm editing or I'm posting on Instagram or whatever. And yeah, that's just kind of a normal day. I don't, other than I do Bible study on Tuesday nights on zoom. And of course, if something comes up like a supper club or a happy hour, I'll go. But for the most part, my weeknights are pretty chill at home. Just so I stay in my routine. I do love routine. Um, yeah, someone else said this and I just want to read it. Someone else mentioned that in their twenties, they wish that they knew that letting go of others expectations of you frees you to become who you want to be. This is still something I'm learning and working on. Obviously, if you've got any kind of, any kind of Instagram, that's not just the norm quote unquote, like here's me you know, a personal page, like here are me and my friends doing whatever here. I mean, my husband on vacation, like that's normal. But if you get, I don't want to say influencer because like, I don't feel like an influencer. I'm not doing a full-time influencing gig or whatever. But when you get into any kind of different space or platform, you're going to have people who are going to laugh at you or roll their eyes or think you sound silly or that you're trying to be something you're not, or that you're not qualified for it or whatever. But honestly, okay, like I'm not hurting anyone. I actually think I'm helping some people. And so I, with age, kind of realized like, you know, that doesn't matter to me because I can take it. I mean, I've got a great husband. I've got great friends. I love what I'm doing. There are people being helped through this page somehow or another, through this podcast somehow or another. And that's more important to me. Then a few girls, maybe I went to like college or high school with picking fun at me because that's whatever it's fine. And 
that is just one micro example of letting go of others' expectations. I'm still working on it, like I said, in a lot of other ways because I can't say that I fully don't care about what other people think about me. I don't think we should ever not care at all what other people think about us. I will say that. I think having a sense of awareness is critical because back to what I was saying earlier, having some sort of sense of awareness, it it allows you to be sensitive towards others and to empathize better when you're aware of your surroundings and how you're affecting people, how your words, actions, and thoughts can affect people. But it has to be the right people that you care too much about. Like I'm not ever going to, I'll just say this. I'm never going to do something that my husband outright hates or embarrasses him or he disapproves of. Like, you know, he's my person. I'm not going to go on Instagram saying something personal and private about our lives or our marriage. If he asks me not to, you know, I'm just going to be respectful of him or like my family. I'm not going to go share air anybody's dirty laundry from my friends or family just because, yeah, maybe that affected me somehow or another, but it's not my story to tell. Like, of course, there are rules and regulations around this. But I think when you have a clear goal or mission of what you want in life and what the life you want to live, what you want to feel like, what you want to do, how you want to impact others and what kind of legacy you want to live, some of the little things just start falling by the wayside. Some of the people who were never really on your team in the first place might fall off. Um, and also back to like, we're all thinking about ourselves all the time. Sometimes we just hype ourselves up in our head, thinking that people are going to care so much or make so much fun of us for living a certain way or doing a certain thing. And then they're really not like, they really are not. Um, anyway, tangent that I'm getting off of and I can go on and on, but I won't. So anyway, I just wanted to answer a few questions. There were a couple of repeats on here and I just think that the biggest thing that I can leave anyone it with is that, again, I'm not perfect in this aspect at all. I'm trying so hard to work on these things daily, but in my opinion, living well, because I ask everyone else this. So let me give you my little snippet. And this is actually a teaser at something I'm working on right now that I will release more information on with this, pro- with these projects as they come. But more on that later. In my head, I have created an acronym for well. And to me, this is what the core of living well really is. So W-E-L-L, well. The W is your why. I think that if you're not plugged into a why, outside of yourself, you will fall off, you will fail yourself, and you will disappoint yourself. Here's what I mean by that. If you're why, uh, if you get up and work out every day and your why is just because you want to look a certain way or be a certain gene size or look good on Instagram, well, if you disappoint yourself, how easy is it to disappoint yourself? Like if you don't hit your goal and you start feeling less motivated, you're just like, well, whatever, it's not hurting anyone if I skip the gym today or well, whatever, no one cares if I eat like this, blah, blah, blah. But if your why is to go to the gym every day and eat a certain way because you've got kids you want to have energy to take care of, or you've got a job you want to be really great at and you need to be more physically healthy or mentally aware, well, when you put the focus outside of yourself and you plug into a why bigger than you, you're less likely to let yourself down and you're more likely to succeed. That plugs into goals, vision. Again, there's more coming on all of this later. But E, 
W E E is energy. And to me, energy is more than just the physical. Yes. Physical energy is one part of it being that you do take care of yourself by, you know, low impact workouts, walks, hit whatever works for you. Also though, E your energy is spiritual and emotional. I think that spiritual alignment is so important, whether or not you believe what I believe. If you believe, I think you have to believe in something bigger than yourself to keep finding hope going forward every single day. And then of course, E emotional energy, who you surround yourself with the negativity that you allow in or don't allow in the positive influences you allow yourself to be around all of that impacts your overall well-being, No doubt about it. The next L will be love and relationships, which kind of ties in with emotional energy. But I think again, it is so important who you choose to date, marry, become best friends with, even just friends with the energy that you receive from those crucial love, loving relationships in our lives, like have to be well aligned with the person that you want to become or who you are becoming because this, you become who you surround yourself with. And if you surround yourself with people who don't have any of the same goals or visions that you do, they don't care about their mental or physical or emotional well-being, like you're going to just become like those people. And if that's the kind of person that you want to be like, you know, that is everyone's choice. It's your prerogative to choose who you hang out with. But if you are in a loving relationship, if you're dating or married to someone who aligns with you spiritually and emotionally, if you have the same principles and ethics and morals, like that is going to impact you positively as opposed to being in a toxic relationship or having a toxic friendship in your life. And then the last L is listening and learning. We are, we're always students of life. No one's ever made it. If you tell yourself that you have made it and you are at your peak optimum well, well-being and you're just at your prime, like, well, then you're really probably not. And actually you're probably, I would push to say that you're far from it because if you think you've made it, then you know how, you don't even know how much you still have to learn because no one's ever made it. Nobody's perfect. We're always learning. And I think Again, I've mentioned this before, but listening to understand as opposed to listening to respond, something I've said before, and I got it from Matt. He's way better at this than me, way better at this than me, but I'm trying to be better at it and not having to have the answer to everything and not having to always be right and not having to always prove a point and not having to always agree with someone. It's okay. Like it's okay to not be okay in certain situations, but understand where someone's coming from, or at least try your best to understand where someone's coming from. That's more of the listening aspect. Of course, learning. I think we should be continually learning, be it through podcasts, reading, mentors, coaching, therapy. You know, there's so many ways we can continue growing and evolving as we age. And with every day, we can choose what we allow in and what we allow out too. So what we allow into our mind and then how we respond and react to others, continuously improving our listening and learning. Thank y'all so much for listening to this. I have never rambled this long before on a solo episode, but I do hope that y'all took something away from this. I hope that maybe some of you feel seen, heard, and understood. I know most people who listen to this podcast or follow me on Instagram are in similar life stages, phases as I, so, you know, maybe you're turning 30 this year, maybe you just turned 30 or you're about to, and you're reflecting on your 30 years as well. 
I hope that you can connect with me. And if you want to connect with me further, feel free to mention me on Instagram stories or send me a DM. If you listen to this episode and you enjoy it, if you want to just chat offline further, please send me a DM so we can just connect. I love, I love that. Like, like I said earlier, meaningful conversation is so important to me. And I'm always here to chat at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Maloof, M-A-L-O-U-F, underscore, underscore, because Sarah Maloof handles still taken by an inactive spam account. So if any of you ever think about it and want to help me out, feel free to report at Sarah Maloof so I can get that handle on Instagram. But that's a sidebar. I love y'all. I am forever grateful for the Instagram, the podcast, and the platform we've developed together. As small as it is, I would rather have four people who listen and care and get something to take away, maybe live a better life than, you know, millions who just listen passively. But anyway, have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast. If you liked what you heard and you would like to support me, it would mean so much if you would subscribe to the show, rate and review, and spread the word. Tell your friends, tag me on Instagram, all the things that really does help me grow and helps me create more content that I can put out for you all.